And now, we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge, your real estate chalk talk. We're speaking with Kim Perkle, and I am so excited because we're talking about probate, and probate, between probate and divorce, I don't know which one is more interesting to me because I like high conflict, high high emotion, (laughs) high stress situations. I just, I, I work well in that environment, and these can can be turned into that really quickly when you've got siblings, and it seems like at the point of when somebody passes away, that those 20 years of animosities seem to resurface uh, at that point. And, are there uh, any that don't turn out to be like that? Yes. Well, there are. but <laughs> There are. Okay. It's yeah. amazing, and you feel so good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we were when we went out to break, we were talking about the process. Yes. And um, I asked the question, uh, who determines, like, who's the who's the personal rep and, and uh, how is, who's the executor? How is that, all that determined? Okay. So let's go back one step. So first of all, the number one misconception I deal with in probate is people think if I have a will, it controls everything I own. And I just had a question this morning. You know, why, why, what do you, what would you say about the online will? The online will itself may be just fine, but you have no idea you're not getting the advice about what it actually controls, which of your assets is going to be governed by this will. And in Minnesota, that's only two categories, real estate, which Mm -hmm. is why I'm here. Mm -hmm. And the second category is personal property in excess of $75,000. So what is personal property? Personal property can be a bank account. It could be your car. It could be a business asset, right? You got a rental property, you're an LLC. That's personal property in Minnesota. And so if you have a will, that's what is going to control those types of assets. But most people have a whole other bucket of what I call non-probate assets. Those Those things that have beneficiary designations on them, life insurance, retirement accounts. Maybe you have a POD, pay on death, transfer on death on your bank account. Your will doesn't have anything to do with those. Okay, so now let's go to your question. Once we have the need for probate, someone owns a house, who gets to be that personal representative that most states call the executor role? We wanted to be fancy. We call it personal representative, right? Mm -hmm. One, if your will has a person named that you are nominating to be your personal representative, it's going to be a hard burden to overcome that that shouldn't be the person. What if that person doesn't want to do it? They don't have to. They actually have to sign an acceptance. In this state, you cannot force anyone to do that. Okay. Right? So sometimes a will will name someone because it's 30 years old and it was, you know, someone's sister and now she has, you know, three 40-year-old kids, right? Well, if the sister's deceased, she obviously can't act. And now the court's going to be looking for the next person. We have a whole statute that deals with priority as to who can serve as personal representative and her adult children are going to fall into the first place category. Can you ever have two Yes, set up right from the get-go? Yes. Used with caution. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. So (laughs) think about it. Uh, What I always tell people, sure, you can name both your kids and if they can't agree on everything, then you might as well not have named either one of them. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. So I just went through this with a friend and, okay, this probably happens a lot, mixed, you know, Mm. second marriages Mm -hmm. for both of them. Mm -hmm. They each have kids and, you know, he wants his kids, she wants her kids. Mm -hmm. They're at different levels, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I just told her, I said, sweetie, 
Like, don't do it. Don't have it be any of the kids. They're still in their early 20s, number one. Yes. Number two, you don't need this to create an issue with you guys right now while you're alive, Correct. right? So pick somebody pick that you trust, That's that, you know, doesn't have to be a family member, you know, blah, blah, blah. So Mm -hmm. about a week later, she came back and she said, well, we we talked about it and um, we want to name you. I was like, okay, well, okay. I wasn't well that was not what I had in my mind. That's not what I had in mind. But okay, uh, but okay, right? Just because you need that neutral party. You really do. And some people will say, well, I'll choose one person from this side of the family oh, and one person from ooh, this side of the bad. family. And it's always, ooh, do they get along? What is? Do they hang out? Or is the only time they see each other at your house once a, once a year for Christmas? Probably not a good situation. We have companies all over Minnesota that that's what they do. They're neutral people that have no relation to anyone. And if they're if it's um, if they're lucky enough to have a friend like you to take the role and you want to do that, you know, then it all then it all can work better than choosing one from one side of the. So there's companies that do that. Yes, there's fiduciary companies out there that they serve as people's personal representatives, trustees, guardians, healthcare agents, et cetera. I'm on it. Let me yep. do it. There's one right here in Egan. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Now, uh, you know, you, you have a grandma passed away and she had a collection of this, that, and the other thing. You know, she wasn't a rich. She had the house was paid for and, and, uh, but a lot of like knickknacks and stuff and some good, some not so good. Antiques, maybe. And, and, uh, the family comes in after, the funeral and it's like uh shopping at a discount store i mean they're in there just raiding the place yeah. you know what does a personal re- a rep now the executor what responsibility does he have to maintain the integrity and protect those assets from being basically stolen from the estate so first problem is is that you can't get a personal representative appointed overnight. Right. One of the things you'll hear from me probably repeatedly today is probate takes a while, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, certain counties it can get, you know, you could have a personal representative maybe appointed in a month to two. Other counties, it could take three months. So if you have a situation where someone is can't pay the taxes that are due, can't pay the utilities, mm-hmm people are breaking and entering, that's not going to be a regular probate. That's going to be a special administration, essentially what is an emergency probate proceeding. But you have to have a qualifying emergency, right? The courts are going to say, what is it that cannot wait a month to two for you to do the normal notice requirements, etc.? I'm not talking so much about that as what I've experienced is that uh, the son or the grandson is named as the executor or the, or the uh, personal rep. And we use those interchangeably. I thought executor was if it's named in the will, it's executor. If it's someone who raises their hand and says, I'll do it, then that's the personal rep. No, is that not true? That's not true. Minnesota, okay. it's all personal all representative. Yep. No executor. Okay. Correct. So the per- good, then I can I can don't have to remember that term anymore because <laughs> yes. I always forget it. Okay, so the personal rep is, is uh, going to be the grandson. Everybody agrees that it's going to be the grandson. But as you said, he's still got to petition the county, mm-hmm. you know, fill out the paperwork, go in there and wait to be appointed. So so what does that look like? I mean, how, how does that happen? How long does he have to wait? Or Yeah. Yeah. 
like I said, in some counties, I could probably get a PR is what we call them appointed in a month. Okay. In some counties, it could take three. And so going back to your examples, if I think somebody like this grandson's family is breaking into the house and they're going through and picking out. It's more like the pressure that's put on yeah, the grandson yep. to and, let them come in. Okay. Well, again, before he accepts that appointment and before the court appoints him, he has no responsibility and no liability. He doesn't need to do anything, but he's going to feel compelled to do something. Mm-hmm. And he, if first, if, if he can't deal with the pressure and handle that appropriately, he may not be the right person to do it. Explain to me then, there's two things I'm going to know. One is the, letter, the letters of testament. Yes. The testamentary or whatever. So one of them is the letters. And there's actually two sets of letters. One is that the, that the uh, personal rep has been approved or appointed or whatever the term is appointed appointed and then the second set comes out when he's actually when it's actually okay now you can sign the closing papers and the documents what's the difference between those two and why is there that time delay between the two well so what i think you're talking about so there is only one letters it's either letters testamentary which are the letters that are issued when someone's will is probated okay okay Letters of general administration okay. are the letters that an estate would receive when there was no will. Because recall, 50% of the population will never do estate planning. And so we have to have what? this bo- 50%. Prince, no will, nothing. Oh, okay? that's... Oh my so God. we have laws of intestacy, these default laws that deal with people's estate when they've done no planning. I think what you're talking about is the letters get issued when the person gets appointed, but then when you go to close on the real estate, you got to go back and get a new copy of certified letters to show that at the time you were closing, you were still appointed. Okay, that clears it up. Okay, that clears it up because I've I've had I've had it, you know, when they got their letters and we thought, okay, we're all good, we got the property out, and we go to closing, the title company says, well, you can't close. You got to get new. You got to get new letters and. They, you have to have it for 30 days or, is, or some period Two of time. Two types of probates. Okay. Informal, informal. Informal. Most of them are informal, aren't they? Um, I prefer formal. Oh. It's safer for the personal representative, right? Then they get a court order that says what's supposed to happen, and now their rear is covered. Okay. Right, okay? We're coming back to that. All right. Break. This is our Healthy Homes, our healthyhomes.com. <laughs> Sheila's taking us we out need, of the break. This might be a two-part series <laughs> because I have I so know. many questions. All right. This is our Healthy Homes, 651-775-9194. If you want yes. to get a hold of Kim, 612-875-3849. 612-875-3849. We'll be right back.